This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review speaking with Donna Finney, the head coach of the Houston Baptist University women's basketball program early on a Tuesday, which is very good for both of us, I think. Coach, how are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well. So what was, why are we speaking so early? Is it convenient? Um, well, we just actually finished our workout for this morning. Um, we have to go early in the mornings because we have so many kids and bio labs so um we always work out in the morning and it's a good time right after to to visit so yeah so many kids in bio labs so that's that's kind of a yeah. different thing for your student athletes compared to other coaches correct um yeah i mean i guess so definitely is a challenge for us in scheduling our workouts because you know we have a lot of kids that are um, going the pre-med route the nursing route um and in order for them to get the classes that they need, you know, we try and schedule our workouts in the morning so that they can take all the labs, et cetera, and keep them on track for their progress towards degree. Because we're really big on trying to, you know, get them their degree in four years. That's that's always our aim. Um, and so in order for them to do that, along with summer school, obviously, we try and make sure that we practice in the morning so that we can allow them to take what they need. How many players uh, work out in the mornings? Uh, at, the, at the moment, we've got all of our team that are here. Um, we have 13 players that are here. Uh, two of our new players um, are still overseas playing with their national teams. Um, but the 13 that are here are all in workouts in the morning. And what is the classification breakdown, seniors, juniors, et cetera? Um, so we'll have uh, two freshmen this year and that we're really excited about. I think we've um, this recruiting class, you know, initially in this class, we only thought we had one one position to fill, and we ended up having four spots. And we're really, really pleased with the kids that we've got on board. So our freshman, uh, Marilyn Nazoi, um, who's a six-three post from uh, Round Rock, and uh, Julia Vojakovic, who is a five-ten guard from Luxembourg. And uh, we're really excited by both of them because, you know, I think when when you have freshmen, the transition obviously is tough for them adjusting to collegiate life, but they both have a maturity about them um, and a real positivity. And I think they, that their skill set is going to lend itself to adjusting pretty quickly. So we're excited by them. Um, our sophomore class, we have uh, Taylor Cole Morgan, who's returning from um, an ACL injury. And uh, her freshman year, she was our leading rebounder. And we're excited to get her back. I know she's got some pretty lofty goals this year. Um, from a rebounding perspective so um we're excited to add her back into the mix and then megan valdez who you know was our starting point guard as a freshman last year so um we're looking for a, a big season you know from megan and then we have a pretty big junior class we've added two new junior college transfers um to Kara wade who's a very very skilled point guard um, from mesa arizona um She's definitely someone that we're excited about. Even this past week, being out recruiting, we had so many coaches say to us, you know, that we got a steal in her because she's, you know, just sees the floor so well. And, and I think that's what we really needed to address in this class. And so we're excited by her. Um, and already in practice, I can see her leadership um, on the floor and her ability to find players in transition. And that's that's exciting for us. And then uh, we have... Um, Matan Jeroa Flavel, who played at Midland College, and she's from New Zealand. And, um, you know, she's a bigger guard, 5'10 guard, who can, you know, play outside and in. And, and um, really, 
the biggest thing I'm excited about her is that her ability to um, make post-entry passes, which sounds <laughs> like a strange thing to say, but it's kind of a lost art now. Uh, oh, um, I agree, it definitely is. You know, and passing angles particularly. A lot of kids really struggle with passing angles, and it's something that, and we call her Pep because her, her name is quite a mouthful, and she, she, she told us straight off the bat, Coach, just call me Pep, that's my nickname, and so if I refer to her, that is who we're talking about. But with Pep, uh, you know, she, she really does see passing angles so, so well. And uh, so I'm excited about that because, you know, we do have some big posts in, in our group. And, and I think they're going to be excited to play with her on the wing and her ability to see them. So so we're excited by those newbies. And we have, uh, you know, our, our core group in that in that class, in that junior class, and Sophie Taylor and Sydney Carr, uh, Shannon Jones, and Lauren Calver, who all have played a lot of minutes um, going into their junior year, um, and we're expecting a lot from those four um, because you know they they've had a lot of time to develop, and and I think this at the end of last season, all four of them really stepped up, so um, they're continuing uh, that growth. And then we have a senior class of five, uh, which will be the first time in a long time we've had a big senior class. So. Um, we return Amanda Johnson, who's our leading scorer, um, and we're looking for a big year from her again. And so she's really good, by the way, Coach. She's she's very good. She's she yeah. Um, you know, I I think with Amanda, um, I don't think I've seen a player who genuinely loves the game to where it impacts her um, on a daily basis. And I see that because she's so passionate about this last year. I mean, I've not heard a kid who's come into my office and talked already about you know, everyday matters, coach. This is my last year, you know, and she's a kid that, you know, I think she could, if she wanted to, she could go and play somewhere, you know, when she's done, but she's such an academic kid that she's already, you know, planning her, her medical future. And so she knows this is her last chance. Um, and you can see it in everything that she does. So we're excited that, you know, she has another year with us. And then we have, Two are two big post players and Natalia Guarda and Veronica Kirienko and Veronica um has definitely turned a corner already this summer. Natalia unfortunately is having surgery tomorrow but she should be back in time for preseason. So um that gives us six four and six three in the post in addition to our freshmen. And then we have Kennedy Collins who really I mean, stepped up massively for us last year when we had so many injuries. And she got an opportunity to play and did a really good job. So she's going to be pushing for minutes in the post. And Bria Johnson, who's one of our captains at the point guard spot, um, has struggled with injuries her whole career here. But, you know, she is determined that she's going to be able to get out there and shoot up her senior year um, and continue to be a great leader. She's just a great vocal leader. So whether she's on the floor or she's on the bench because she's hurt, she's constantly talking to her teammates and a huge part of what we do. So... We're a little bit more balanced in terms of classes than we have been in a long time, and that's great for us um, from a recruiting standpoint. Agreed, because I think what one or two years ago you had eight freshmen or eight, yeah. something like yeah. that. So yeah, that that was a challenge for you. Yeah, definitely. But we we're really excited about this group, and you know we've only had these two team workouts so far, and I mean, I I felt really positive coming out of them just because of the intensity and the fact that the returners seem so engaged and so um, intent on setting good examples for the newbies. So that's really, really good for us. 
being from being at a well, let me say this. This is going to be your sixth season at HBU mm-hmm. as head coach. Yeah, yeah. Has yeah. how has recruiting gotten for you the last two years? Because it seems like you know you just mentioned that during their recruiting, we just come back from recruiting. I guess at some of the events that you got some mm-hmm. kudos from other coaches for who you the talent you got. So has it gotten? better for you, more efficient, or has it improved or not improved at all for you the last couple of years? I think, you know, we the last couple of years we've actually ventured into the junior college world, which we hadn't done before because, you know, for us the biggest challenge is finding the junior college kids that can fit here academically. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some, you know, like there's this myth that, you know, well, if you're a junior college player, you can't go to HBU because you're never going to make it academically. That's not That's not true. Um, there are some kids that really are a good fit here. And the two that we have in this year are both um, on the pre-med route. Um, and and they both went junior college for different reasons. Uh, Pep obviously came from overseas and was in the recruiting process late and hadn't taken the SAT and just decided, you know, last minute she wanted to play in the U.S. and had an opportunity at Midlands, so had two great years there. And then Takara... You know, she kind of a similar situation. She wanted to stay close to home and um, didn't know that she'd have an opportunity because she was in a smaller high school and, um, you know, had, you know, great career at Mesa and um, went to the national tournament and, you know, was the most valuable player, um, you know, her sophomore year. And, you know, just a kid that's kind of really under the radar um, but it's helped us because, you know, typically we've recruited Texas and international kids and Texas high schools. And now that we've got that that kind of link towards junior colleges where we know we can get some kids in here, it's really opened up a lot of doors for us. Um, and, I, and I credit a lot of that to, you know, hiring Precious Ivy on our staff because mm-hmm. when, when I had another position, it, you know, all the time you hear this, like, don't hire your friends, you know, don't <laughs> make sure you're careful who you hire because you need to fill a gap. And I, that was absolutely the case for me. When I knew we were getting a third position, I knew who I wanted to hire because I knew that was an area that we didn't have covered in our recruiting. And she would be able to come in and immediately make an impact than she has. And so that's been great for us, you know, and she's just been a huge addition to our staff. Um and it's helped her recruiting immensely. Did she have to convince you or, or I don't want to say sell you, but as you, you know, mentioned earlier in your years at HBU, you did not go the JUCO route. Did mm-hmm. she help convince you or, or what helped, you know, get you to consider JUCOs? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing was I, I kind of realized myself that we had to do that. It's not something that's typically done. I mean, even on the men's side here, it, you know, they have one kid that's coming um, from junior college this year, but it's not something we've, we've really done a lot of. And, you know, in order for us to compete, we have to be able to get some players in that can come make an impact. And, you know, getting those high school players that can come make an impact is tough for us. You know, a lot of the time we're getting high school kids that we know are, could be great, but they may take a year or two to develop. Mm-hmm. And anytime we're recruiting those high school kids, we're conscious that, we are going to get kids we have to develop. So getting a junior college player who has two years' experience under their belt um, really helps us with that transition phase 
And, you know, with Takara, for example, you know, she's ready to come in and lead this team on the floor and not skip a beat. So, you know, for us, having a point guard particularly that can come in and play immediately is huge. So I kind of realized, and that's why I went and talked to Precious about, you know, being on staff and, um, you know, with the, the intent that we wanted to start recruiting junior college players. And it sounds like uh, your team is tall. This year's team is going to be taller than yeah. previous teams. You've got yeah, a, a tall backcourt. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's, you know, I, I, it's, it's funny because I think when a lot of our posts come in initially, their biggest transition is, especially the taller girls, you know, they're like, well, we, why can't we do that? In high school, we could do that. Or, you know, our two overseas posts, they uh, tell me, well, coach, in Europe, we can do that. Well, yeah, you can't do that here. You know, like there's no bumping. There's no, you know, it's a lot less physical now. And that transition is tough for them. But I think, uh, you know, they've done a really good job of adjusting and with Marilyn coming in as a freshman I even saw her this morning when we were doing post work and Nika was talking to her constantly and Taylor was you know telling her to get her hands off and you know so I think I'm excited because we do have a lot of size and and I'm even you know kind of toying with the idea of moving Lauren Calvert out to to the wing which would give us that 6-1 on the wing um, because she's so quick um, and and we've kind of you know, we've been working a little bit more with her this summer, um, just on her perimeter skills and um, you know, she runs the floor so well. I mean, she she just takes off better than anyone I've seen, you know, in transition. So, you know, we've we've talked a little bit about moving her out as well. So yeah, our team's gonna be a little bit bigger than it has been, which I'm quite happy about. How <clears throat> excuse me, how have the the rules regarding workouts summer workouts changed? I mean, wasn't it a different years ago it was different than it is now how that changed yeah so previously we were allowed two hours on the court and six hours strength and conditioning and this year we're allowed four hours on the court and four hours of strength and conditioning um obviously i come from a very different background and um for me i i couldn't kind of wrap my head around that because for me the skill development work and the individual work should all be done in the summer and limiting that to two hours was mind-blowing to me because, you know, they're not in a full class schedule in the summer. So that's the best time to do more of that skill development when they're not overloaded with academics. So, you know, I could never understand why we only have two hours in the summer with them. And that's, that's per week? That's per week. Okay. Now, now we have four hours per week. It's still not a lot of time when you're talking about skill development. Like we do in the summer, we do a lot of breakdowns. Um, very little teamwork is a lot of individual work and um, you know I think that that's so important and it gets lost a lot of the time and this is the best time to do it when they're not juggling five classes and, you know and for us that's tough with all the classes our kids are taking so um, you know we really try and get the most we can out of the summer workouts because you know come fall they're they're starting to pick up those, those tougher classes and um, we have less time to focus on individual work which you know I, I still personally don't like the model the way it is with the hours um, and what we're allowed to do because I, I don't think it really is in the athlete's best interest um, I feel like we should have more hours in the summer to work on individual skill development um, 
but you know we we're, we have our four hours and we're going to try and get the most out of those four hours as we can um, before we move into the fall and summer wise when does that start when does the four hours you know so how so we, when does it win when does it begin when does it end so you can have eight weeks in the summer you're allowed to have eight weeks so usually you know depending on the model your school is in whether you're in semesters or um you know the whatever your breakdown is you can do four weeks and four weeks or you can split it up you know per semester but um for us we only mandated that we came in for summer two so we have four weeks and we started yesterday so we have four weeks of workouts um and then we have a two-week break before fall when they come back being at hbu how does that impact your travel for recruiting? How far you can um, go out, you know, how many events you attend, things like that. I think, you know, it's becoming more expensive for everybody around the country to to recruit. You know, um, in addition to, you know, high packet prices, you know, obviously flights have increased and, you know, so we just have to be mindful. But I think we're we're pretty fortunate that we have a lot of kids on our doorstep that we can get out and see, you know, and we're doing a lot of recruiting in the Dallas area, the Austin area and San Antonio. So it's pretty easy for us to get out to those places. Um, international wise, you know, typically we have done at least one international recruiting trip, sometimes two a year, depending on the kids we're looking at. Um, but I think we, I think we have it down now where you know we plan out our recruiting budget pretty well um so to make sure that we can get out and see as many kids as we can i was i I don't know if this is accurate or not but last week i was watching i think the girls the nike girls eybl on Mm -hmm. stream i streamed it Mm -hmm. and i was wondering this because it may be a sign of the future or a sign of the time, you know, advancing that more and more tournaments are streamed and maybe that'd be a way yeah. for coaches to save some money. Yeah. Is that feasible? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like for me, I like to see kids, I watch for little things like every coach does. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you're watching streaming, you can't see how they are on the bench. You can't see how they interact with their coaches at timeouts as well. You miss a lot of things. So being there in the gym is important because you see, you know, so many little things that will tell you, yeah, I want to recruit this kid or maybe she's not a good fit for us. Um, but it has been really valuable for us. Um, you know, when we recruited Julia uh, from Luxembourg, you know, she played for a friend of mine who I trust immensely and, we, and we've and we had a couple of his players previously here. And, uh, you know, I wanted to see more of her. So being able to watch the live streaming from the European Championships was great for us because at that point I couldn't get over there because, you know, we were it was out with her recruiting period that we could go and I was able to watch her online via live stream. And, you know, from, from what I'd seen previously and then watching that tournament, that was, you know, okay, yep, she can definitely help us. Um, and, you know, just with getting to know her, obviously, but um, the live streaming part is definitely helping because it's, it's opening up another group of kids that we can see Um and sometimes out with the recruiting period. I mean, like, you know, some of these events that go on that are not in our calendar, we can watch them from our office. Mm-hmm. So it's opening up more recruiting days technically because we can just go on our laptop and watch those kids. 
is it and piggybacking that is it allowed i don't know if it is or not um, for a coach to for a coach to interview a player online like like a skype interview for, and, and w- would that count as a recruiting visit you know what i'm saying um like, no uh, it would be a call it would count as a call okay but you know, so, but we, I mean, we've, the, when we recruit our international players, we quite often use Skype, okay. you know, so we will talk with the families via Skype, um, you know, and it's a good way for us to, because obviously we're not getting that same face-to-face interaction that we get with the kids we recruit in Texas. Sure. But um, the Skype calls really, or FaceTime, whichever way we do it, allows us to um, kind of, it's a little bit more personal. So we definitely use that a lot. Um, with the international kids that we're recruiting, um, and it helps, and it helps us get to know their families too, you know, because it's very interesting the dynamic of recruiting an international kid as opposed to recruiting a U.S.-based kid, because the families are way less involved, the international kids, way way less involved, um, to the point sometimes I'll call the mom and say, you know, do you are you okay with everything that's going on? Because they're these international kids, they do all the paperwork themselves. They, I mean, literally, the parents are barely involved. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's like sometimes I call the parents just to make sure that <laughs> they're, they're okay with everything because, you know, th- these kids are so used to traveling and doing things on their own. Um, so it is very different. It's very, very different recruiting an international-based kid. And are more, are the international kids, I guess, Staying with their teams or travel teams, like at academies, or and not with their parents, or, or how, is right? That yeah, the case? so yeah, yeah. Like Julia has just been with the senior national team, and so you know they had training camp games leading up to the European Championships, and then she traveled with the team, and she was gone. I mean, probably for a month total, you know, to various different places before she went to the, the championship. And you know, she was the youngest player on her team, just turned eighteen, and. Uh, you know, she's gone all that time from her family, but she's used to that, you know. So she, I mean, they travel a lot more. Um, and so that's why, you know, you don't worry so much about their transition to being away from their parents. Initially, it's, you know, sometimes the homesickness can kick in because they don't get to see them for eight months, but in person, but there's never been an issue with these international kids getting here and not being able to cope because they're used to doing it so often with their national team programs. Have you finalized your non-conference schedule? Yes, we have. Can you can you share that with me and the listeners? Yeah, um, I'm kind of excited about it. You know, we we had really kind of uh, planned to, to try and get as many home games as we could. And, um, you know, this year, more than previously, uh, a lot of conferences have changed, um, you know, their requirements and unfortunately some of them did it at the last minute so we actually had to change our schedule based on a couple of people canceling on us which wasn't uh expected but i'm happy with what we've got now um you know we we're actually uh scrimmaging against rice and tsu as well which is good you know i think it's always good for us when we you know we weren't able to get them on schedule but to be able to scrimmage um those teams is good and you know i think Jamaica and tina have done a great job and they're going to have yet again another good year so we're excited to to get those under our belt to start with um and then we have a couple of non-d ones at home um to open up with um 
we go to Wichita State um, November 17th. We're home again um, on the 21st, and then we go to Texas Tech on the 24th of November. Uh, we're at North Texas on the 5th of December. We're at Oklahoma State on the 9th of December. Um, and then we have Oral Roberts and Louisiana Monroe at home before the Christmas break. Um, so, you know, we're excited about, you know, having a couple of home games right before the Christmas break. And this will actually be the longest Christmas break that our kids have had in quite some time um, because we finish on the 19th of December and they're not coming back till the 28th. So they have a full week, um, which hasn't happened in the time I've been here, that's for sure. So um, I know our kids are pretty happy that they're going to be able to spend some time with their families. And and the games that we have, a lot of our kids, you know, the Texas-based kids, their families are going to be able to make and watch. And that's important to us mm-hmm. too because they do enjoy coming to those games. So, um, you know, I think we've got some challenging ones in there with Oklahoma State and obviously Texas Tech with the new coaching staff and a new style of play that is going to be very exciting. Um, and Wichita State, you know, really good friends with uh, Keitha Adams up there, and uh, she's she's going to do a great job with that program the way she did with UTEP. And so we're excited to kind of start a series with them. Um, so I think, you know, we've got some good trips in there and some very challenging games. How Who was the team to beat in the Southland Conference, in your opinion? I think Lamar. Lamar are going to be, and we actually opened with them on January 2nd. Um, you know, they return, you know, pretty much everybody from their roster. I think they only lost two kids um, last year. And, you know, they're just a tough matchup because of the way that they pressure the ball. Um, they're so athletic in every position. Um, so I think they're going to be very tough to beat. But I think, and, and I said this last week when we were on the road, I think Corpus could be a big surprise in our conference this year. Not to me, because I've, I've been kind of watching the recruiting and, you know, they have a couple of big transfers from Texas and SNU that will be eligible to play this year. And uh, they signed a, a big post player um, who originally was at Oklahoma State and then went to New Mexico Junior College, and I think she's going to help them a lot as well. So I think they're going to be they're going to be stronger than a lot of people think. So, um they they could be the dark horse this year. And what are your expectations for your team this season? Yeah, I mean, our our kids have have definitely got a quiet confidence about them. Um, we knew what we had to address after last year. I mean, last year was probably one of the toughest years that I've gone through as a coach. You know, we got down to six players for a stretch with so many injuries. Um, I don't think I've seen as many concussions back-to-back as, <laughs> as we did last year. But, uh, you know, I think the kids were disappointed because we were starting to hit a flow last year and play really well. And then we had about a five-week span, six-week span, where we were so short of bodies. And then when we got everybody back, we started to play well again. So they're quietly confident. Um, and, you know, our goal absolutely is to try and finish in the top four in the conference this year. That is you know, something that we we are really pushing for because we feel like we've got all the pieces. If we can stay healthy, then I think that's achievable for us. Very good. Thank you for your time. Coach Finney, is there anything you want to touch on, mention that we haven't discussed today? Um, I think just for anyone listening, you know, like if, if they have uh, 
daughters that are playing and they're in the Houston area that, um, you know, reach out to the coaches on staff at the schools in Houston because um, we want as many people at our games as we can. And I know the same goes for Rice and UH and TSU. And, uh, you know, the best way to learn and, and know what's expected at that level is to, to go and see it. You know, go and watch games. Um, ask to come watch some practices. You know, see what those schools are expecting from their players. And, you know, we have so many talented kids in the Houston area. And, you know, it would be great to see them in our gyms, watching our games and supporting. Um, so I know our staff is very open to that. And we'd love to hear from people if they do want to come watch practice and games and um, be very welcoming of that. That's a great point. Donna Finney, head coach of HBU Women's Basketball. Thank you for your time as always, and we will keep in touch. And I wish you good luck this season, and you take care. Thank you so much. You too, Chris. Bye-bye.